Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. What is the problem? Calm down, get a little less politically correct, and I would say, you know, love everybody. You clearly... Don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. This is a freak show. An intergalactic freak show. What do you make of that? It's about right. I keep telling my colleagues, uh, if this is the new normal, God help us all. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. I don't understand how you're going to give a job for everybody. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. You know what it is. It's a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound on Little Friday. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The tyranny of the card and candy companies. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't, hey, look, if you enjoy Valentine's Day, you you're and your a honey, I mean, it's the big. No, take it easy. You're a simpleton. No, it's, it's fun for you and you like it good. Just the ubiquity of it. I mean, just everybody, just, just, uh, everybody in every context, Valentine's Day, weather today, a good day to come out on your honey. I mean, everything. <laughs> the markets are up for Valentine's Day. Okay, I got a calendar. I know what day it is. It's for children and people who think love is like the movies. That's who it's for. <laughs> So my wife got my wife got me this coffee cup. I'm going to cover it up so you can't see it. She she wanted to give it to me early, my Valentine's Day present, so that I could bring it into work today on this Valentine's Day. It's a it's a coffee mug. It's yes. red and white, red and white. It is indeed. It has red a, handle, white. It's got little. Donald Trump's face on it. Oh boy, oh, we're off to a good, good start. start. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day coffee mug, Donald. Trump. I already love it. And it says with hearts around it, "I want you on my side of the wall." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Trump! Trump! That is hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Wow. How romantic is that? Um, I don't know who made that. Probably oh, illegally. Great. Um, Chinese knockoff violating nine different oh, copyrights. Certainly, yeah. <laughs> Probably a little more lead in there than you want to drink, but eh, you'll, be, you'll be fine. And so speaking of Trump, I'm watching MSNBC yesterday, watching some of the shows, and they were doing their, their thing. And they were going nuts, so even by their standards, with this is the big one. This is the smoking gun. Now we know it's just a matter of when, not if, Trump is driven from office because of the Manafort uh, oh, lying, really? lying to a judge says he lied. And, also, and on Fox, I, couldn't, I didn't find the coverage anywhere. I went through three or four different shows, and I didn't even see it mentioned on Fox. Huh. So it's, it's always so difficult for me to get a sense of how big a deal various stories are. Well, for what it's worth, the stories I heard were kind of in the middle, that Manafort had screwed up his plea deal because the judge said he lied, but 
Uh, it wasn't framed in terms of, you know, bringing Trump down. So I'm kind of at sea on this one. I know he lied. Manafort but... met with some Russians and Ukrainians and various people in a cigar bar in New York, and they all en- exited through three different doors, and these are scary Ooh. characters. And That's a good maneuver. I'll go out that That's door. A... You go out that door. My car's right out that door. And, all right, uh, then. You go out that door. I'll go... The point is we exit through different doors. The idea that the Duh. that that <laughs> if there are extremes, the truth is somewhere in the middle is not always accurate. Uh-uh. But it might be in this case. I don't know. I'm curious. I mean, look, Manafort was at one of the world's greatest liars. When he was telling the truth, it was representing some loathsome individuals for giant piles of money. He had connections with scary, scary people all over the world, in particular Eastern Europe. So. You know, I wouldn't put anything past him, but the well, whole the question would this be is clearly bringing down Trump. Well, the question would be was whether he was he was doing it at the behest of uh, of his boss at the time, Trump, telling Russians we're gonna you know we're gonna back off on the whole Ukraine thing. Ukraine is yours. You help us get elected. Mm. That's the 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 hope of the Trump hating media. Okay. It's possible uh, Manafort told people that on his own, right? Just to get rich because that's the sort of stuff he's been doing his whole life. Yeah, I, but listen, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't sit know here agnostic and and wanting to know the facts. I want what's best for this great republic, not through the filter of one party or another or one guy or another. Um. But I will tell you this, a number of times in our careers, uh, people have said something on our behalf or done something or claimed something about us that's been absolutely hogwash. Um, you know, it's just and, and tor- terrible. So uh, who knows what Paul Manafort was up to? Paul Manafort worked for Paul Manafort, period. We'll see. He's going to spend yeah, the rest of his life see. in prison for certain now. Yeah. I want you on my side of the wall. Oh, huh? that's huh? nice. That's romantic. After checking your papers, needless to say. <laughs> Let's uh, check in on everybody to kick off the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm full of love. I cried quietly, tears of joy in my car a half hour before the show. I've been dipping strawberries in chocolate. I've been shredding rose petals. I'm, I'm just full of love. There wow. you go. I yeah. like that. That's, that's awesome. beautiful. That's not, not at all cloying and puke worthy. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. So the weather forecasters were saying... Uh, beautiful Valentine's Day. A good day for a cuddle today. Yeah. Well, that makes me want to vomit. <laughs> there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. It was more than 5,000 Martian days ago, or 2004, on uh, Earth time. Opportunity's dead, Sean. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the NASA Opportunity rover, that's when it first landed on Mars. Uh, in that time, it, it managed to drive over 28 miles, which doesn't seem like that Wow, far. wow. 15 uh, years and drove 28 miles. I yeah. did that this morning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Lots of people around the country can relate to that. Visiting uh, I'm not impressed. things <laughs> called Cape Tri- Tribulation, Marathon Valley, Lightning Crater. And I'm not sure we have time for the whole biography. Purgatory Dune. But its last words, its message, the last message transmitted to us here on Earth, my battery is low and it's getting dark. Ooh, oh, that's my. sad. Oh, boy. I, I know, right? It's... it's a robot. Why do I feel sad for this robot? I hope the Discovery Probe's loved one probes were around it. Opportunity's dead is the headline. <laughs> In Trump's America. Yes. Uh, the March... thing was supposed to last what? Get to the interesting part. It was supposed to last six months or something like that. 
and was transmitting yeah. messages and data and fabulous uh, stuff to NASA for 15 years. Yeah. It's really fantastic. That's pretty cool. Yeah. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm just a little well. like our careers, now that I think about it. <laughs> ah, Widely predicted to be over the moment it began. Yeah, they'll be right soon enough. Yes, yeah. Marshall. I'm doing very well. I'm all set for my Valentine's Day experiment. I have a lunch reservation for one at a high-end restaurant, and I will see if I might not run into another appealing solo diner. <laughs> I like it for its creativity. So, no, this is a lunch thing, an attempt to try to parlay it into an evening thing? Well, parlay plenty, plenty it. of day left yeah, to have yeah. the love bloom. Parlay it into, who knows, dessert, dinner. Well, you, everything's wide well, open. For you younger fellas, this is a wily veteran at work and, yes. and sharing his secrets. Yeah. I like this plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, it all boils down. If nothing else, I'll have a great meal. Sure, yeah. there you go. There you go. Now, who doesn't love that? Yes. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is already, how did it get to be? Thursday, February 14th, the year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. If a waiter or waitress says anything about, are you you, just you dining alone today? You say, yeah, I just just got back from Davos, and I had no idea it was Valentine's Day today. So, And just let that word circulate throughout the restaurant. Right. Why not? Got off the jet, just dashed over here. I was yeah. hungry. They're, Man, fueling, my, they're fueling my jet while I eat. Yeah. I'm going to make this hand heart symbol to everybody I walk oh, by today. Oh, I walk down the hall. That's not good. creepy at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, and listen, Marshall, by the time your uh, your new lady friend finds out that that part of you was a fraud, she'll be disappointed on several levels. So it, just, it won't matter It'll that much. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to the FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. I hate Valentine's Day. Hey, Charlie Brown. There you go. Hey, Charlie Brown. I want to know what percentage of people dislike Valentine's Day versus like it. I think it's, I think it's got to be close to 50-50. If not, if not a win for dislike it. Got to be a poll out there. You would think. What are yeah. other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, former FBI director fired by President Trump telling 60 Minutes why he decided to launch the obstruction of justice investigation into the president. He's got a book out. It's another one of those 60 yep. Minutes interviews to launch a book. Yeah. Mueller investigation may turn a profit thanks to Manafort. And what makes a perfect Valentine's Day for most men not the same as for the majority of women? Coming up. I've been reading the excerpts from this McKay book. you got to keep in mind he was fired from the FBI by the FBI for being a liar. Correct. you got to keep that in mind as you go through the book. What are other headlines? Or, I mean, uh, how's mailbag? Oh, it's it's tremendous. We have a great freedom-loving quote of the day from a great American whose birthday it is today. Oh, really? Yes. On February 14th, uh-huh. Valentine's Day. You don't have to say that. Just for February 14th. It's a great man's birthday. There was no Valentine's Day when he was alive. Oh, really? Right? Leave it out. I don't know when Valentine's Day started. We'll be giving a chocolate heart to his legacy next. <laughs> Ew. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm Sean and Getty. The conscience of the, of the nation. Hey, fool. This is Mr. T. And I want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day. From one sweetheart to another sweetheart. Love you. Love you, babe. Love you, too. So many layers of goodness there. The fact that it's Mr. T. The fact that he says Valentine's Day. 
Are you guys aware of how his his uh, uh, extraordinarily large number of chains kind of thing got started? Maybe you can yeah. tell us later when we play that clip again. Because we're going to play it like 15 times today. I hope. That should be our plan. Mm. An Iranian spy got caught. She gave a whole bunch of our most important secrets to Iran. Yeah. Including out, outing some undercover U.S. agents. She should be executed. Do you like Iran so much? How about we treat you the way they would treat you in Iran? Perfect. Heck, I've flipped the switch. But that story later. Yeah. Yeah. Mailbag. You can email us. Mailbag at armstrongyeti.com. Among our themes this morning, apropos of nothing, correspondence that amused me and may amuse you. That's kind of the idea. First of all, Rich in Salt Lake City, who compiles the uh, Shower Thoughts first each and every week, said, um, I shared a clip from your show with my wife the other day uh, about Valentine's Day gift ideas. I have no recollection whatsoever of doing this in years past, but... One of the ideas was a bacon bouquet, and she made one for me. Thanks, a bacon bouquet. Now, we did talk about how regular flowers are kind of going out of style. Yeah. That looks good. And several strips of bacon uh, just arrayed vertically as the stems of the roses. Then a bunch of rolled up slices of bacon that look like the rosebuds. Food bouquets are taking off. Part of it is just, you know, changing times. Part of it is, I think... I think the flower people gouged us for too long and, and allowed uh, an alternate uh, an alternative flower to <laughs> And we in. collectively as a nation said, I can't even eat this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, there's that. Well, that's true. If I'm going to spend 60 bucks, at least it's uh, cookies or whatever it is, bacon in this case. Right. Well, I think more and bacon more. Bacon bouquet, that's awesome. More and more individuals and couples said what Judy and I have said through the years. She's told me, don't you dare spend $75 on a, uh, on a dozen red roses that will be $12 tomorrow. You could easily spend uh, 120 Sure. Right. Well, she knows I'm cheaper than that, so she said 75 So you're doing the roadside thing uh, as opposed to the florist. Man, you go to a grocery real, store. You, know. you go to a real florist. Ooh, yeah. That's expensive. Yeah. Uh, here's another note about romance. This is from, uh, we'll just say, uh, Anonymous in San Francisco. Someone should ask Kamala Harris about cocaine and her years with Willie Brown and sex clubs. Not the more public written about better known stuff. What? Evidently, uh, Anne was part of the party scene and is aware of the wild times of one Kamala Harris. Doing a little oppo research. Huh? Huh? Cocaine. Sex clubs. I don't know. Willie Brown was in office and a very highly placed political figure. Uh, he was I, known to partay. Well, I don't know. He knew the places in San Francisco you go. You knock twice, then once, and then they let you in. <laughs> Please. This is my date, Kamala. You know? <clears throat> uh, let's see. I do love an ironic Che Guevara t-shirt. And uh, Ben the Libertarian sent this along from LibertyManiacs.com, where I have bought several t-shirts. Um, I have two uh, Che Guevara parody t-shirts. One is a chimpanzee. Dressed as Che Guevara, and the caption is "Viva la Evolución," <laughs> which makes me laugh every time I think about it. Uh, and <laughs> then I have another T-shirt that pictures Che Guevara wearing a Che Guevara T-shirt, mm. which I like very much. Uh, this one is indeed Che Guevara. It is uh, huh? AOC dressed as Che Guevara on the famous uh, image that stupid, stupid college students who don't understand that he was a homicidal maniac uh, wear. But I was a stupid, stupid college student myself once, so I will not be too harsh in my criticisms. Che Guevara and I have the same watch. 
Do tell. That's one of the things that they, uh, hmm. the way they identified him was his watch. Really? Which is an odd thing for a socialist. Um, <laughs> he was not in great shape. Evidently, they needed to look at his watch. Um, uh, so the bacon bouquet, I'd like to get that for my wife, but you'd have to keep it refrigerated. It's not like something you can keep in the car until you surprise her. It's not where you're going to give her some furry bacon. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend making it up fresh. Yeah, don't mm-hmm. plan ahead. Nice note from Liz here. It's a suggestion, really. Next time you visit someone with the uh, the Alexa, the Amazon Echo, and I quote, Alexa, set 3 a.m. alarm with horror movie sounds. <laughs> That's a pretty funny prank. Wow. Can you do that? <laughs> I'll bet you can. I think you can. Yeah. yeah. You can say, Alexa, make flatulence noises, and it will do it nonstop. My kids figured that out. Hard fart primary. You know, I've done pretty well in life, considering that I'm a complete idiot. I, 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 I teased the fact that it was pr- oh probably the birthday of a great American. Okay. And it is indeed Frederick Douglass Day. He was born around today's date in 1818. Nobody's entirely sure. Uh, but Frederick Douglass is one of my favorite human beings who's ever lived, partly because of the absolutely fantastic book by our friend Tim Sandifer, Frederick Douglass, Self-Made Man which is uh, just an absolutely great read if you're an adult. If you have a very bright 12-year-old, um, I think they would enjoy the book very well. It's just beautifully uh, written and, and great. It's wonderful. Anyway, Born into slavery in one of the multitude of ways that they kept you down was uh, not you even knowing your birthday. Just more, right. another, another effort to dehumanize you. And certainly forbidding you from learning or reading. And I have a bunch of great Frederick Douglass uh, quotes. Um, how much time do I have? Sprinkle those throughout the day. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll go with one of these shorter ones. Um, that's better than be mine. Uh, the life of a nation is secure only while the nation is honest, truthful, and virtuous. That's troubling. Yeah, and then here's my favorite: to suppress free speech is a double wrong. It violates the rights of the hearer as well as those of the speaker. Well said, Frederick. Uh, Marshall's News next. A lot of good stuff to get into today on Valentine's Day. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Americans will spend $20.7 billion on Valentine's Day today. Will I? I'll break it down on what later. Also, I don't even have that much money. I have America's favorite (laughs) Valentine's candy by state. Good information there. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And if you You want... There is news in the news. And if you want true love, which occupation or career should you marry somebody in that love is going to last versus love is not going to last? Wow. Science has determined this. Here's a hint. Don't marry a bartender. (laughs) According to these stats. Let's get the news now. Marshall Phillips. Well, former FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe speaking out about his decision to open investigations into President Trump. Andrew McCabe, I want to get this out very early in this story, fired by the Justice Department, by his own Justice Department that he worked for, for lying on four different occasions. The IG recommending criminal charges, which they are still investigating. He may go to jail. He already got fired and lost his pension and all that sort of stuff. He's guilty. He just might be so guilty he actually goes to jail. Now back to his revelations from his book. I I don't see your point. 
McCabe telling 60 Minutes he met with the president right after the firing of his boss, James Comey, and then he took action on his own, ordering the obstruction of justice probe of President Trump again after that meeting. For the man who had just run for the presidency and, and, and won the election for the presidency and who might have done so with the aid of the government of Russia, our most formidable adversary on the world stage. And that was something that troubled me greatly. How long was it after that that you decided to start the obstruction of justice and counterintelligence investigations involving the president? I think the next day I met with the team investigating the Russia cases and uh, I asked the team to go back and conduct an assessment to determine where are we with these efforts and what steps do we need to take going forward. Well, it's all very scary sounding, but what was his evidence that was leading him to believe he had to be concerned? Ask uh, Strzok and Page in that meeting in Andy's office where they came up with their insurance policy. I don't know. Lying four times, according to the OIG, three under oath. And and the investigation is still going on on whether or not they're going to pursue criminal charges and actually send him to jail. Mm -hmm. Um, So the New York Times headline on this over the weekend was McCabe from his book that's coming out. Sleep-deprived Rosenstein fretted about trust crisis after Trump used his memo to justify firing Comey. And it talks about how Rosenstein, McCabe says how Rosenstein came into his office looking rattled and shell-shocked and his eyes were red, so disturbed over that. Well, according to the Justice Department, the reason that Rosenstein was so disturbed was that McCabe revealed to him afterwards that Comey was... Uh, had all these memos for meetings, and McCabe felt like everybody was lying to him. Nobody was telling the truth of what was going on. Nobody was being upfront with him about the whole story. Mm-hmm. He was rattled by McCabe's actions. Oh, Rosenstein was yes. rattled. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was bothered by McCabe's actions <laughs> for keeping information away from him right. when he was trying to make decisions, and says that he it wouldn't have changed his letter to the president about firing Comey. Right. Interesting. So, yeah, but so that they presented as Rosenstein so bothered, feeling like he'd been lied to by the president. No, he felt like he'd been lied to by McCabe. So are you going to get into the Who's wearing... a liar, according to his own FBI. Right, and the uh, inspector general. What, are you... You got the uh, wearing a wire stuff? On this one, no. Uh, okay, well, so here's, here's the deal. And one of the main things that Scott Pelley is breaking, uh, teasing the 60 Minutes... Yeah. Is the the big story about uh, the suspicions of the Trump Russia axis were so strong that that uh, Attorney Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein offered to wear a wire in meetings with the president. Now the Justice Department Rosenstein said that was a joke. That was not that was not serious. That was sarcasm. But McCabe says it was taken seriously. He says it came up more than once, and it was so serious that he took it to the lawyers at the FBI to discuss it. Pelly uh, told CBS this morning. Well, I, I wouldn't be shocked if McCabe took it to the lawyers and said, hey, uh, what if somebody wears a wire to go meet with the president? But nobody else took it seriously. I'm taking this the same way you do in a court of law. Once you found out a witness lied, you discount everything they said. Why would I believe anything McCabe's got to say? Now that I know he's, that he's lied four times that they know of and was leaking information to the, to the uh, Wall Street Journal. Right, right. During that uh, part of the interview, uh, McCabe uh, speaking with CBS, Scott Pelley. Pelley apparently restating what McCabe had said. There were meetings 
at the Justice Department in which it was discussed whether the vice president and a majority of the cabinet could be brought together to remove the president of the United States under the 25th Amendment. The highest levels of American law enforcement were trying to figure out what to do with the president. Again, that from 60 Minutes. I'm surprised we're going through that again, because we did that all once with the Woodward book. Yep. Remember, that was all in the Woodward book, yep. the wire and the meeting, and then the, he said it was he was just joking, and we right. just, you know, some people believed it, some people nah, didn't. That's still exciting. We're going to relive that one, okay? All right, one brief note. If you think physical love's the best way to celebrate Valentine's Day. Physical love. Clearly what, do you mean, is. what do you mean by physical love? A kiss on the cheek? Getting, carrying you across the, uh, the, the the doorway? Doing the dance of love. The dance of love. I yes. still don't follow you. Well, anyway, you may want to make sure your Are you partner... Are talking about sexual intercourse? Yes. <laughs> you may want to make sure your partner in the dance of love agrees that's the best way to end Well, yes. Uh, so don't rape anybody? Is that, is that your, your, no. your news what story? What are you Marshall? Lotto Land polled 2,000 adults. They found L- Lotto, Lotto Land? What's yes. Lotto Land? It's what? a website in the U.K. Nobody wants to know. You okay. don't have to name it. I, I'm intrigued now. They polled 2,000 adults and found just 25% are in favor of rape? No. 25% say the perfect Valentine's night ends in sex. Only 25% of all the people they asked. Most men said they'd like a drink, a meal, and then action between the sheets, while most women said they'd prefer to eat takeout and enjoy some wine with their significant other without a roll in the hay. Super. Yeah, fantastic. All right. If I find myself in a marriage with most English women, I'll proceed accordingly. (laughs) That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. I'll tell you this. You could have a really good Valentine's Day, but if you didn't have sex, it wasn't as good as it could have been. Right. That's just a fact. I'm Marshall Phillips for the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. It could Even have been Andy better. McCabe would admit to that. <laughs> you know, it's probably worth noticing. And listen, I'll concede right now. You, you can find a talking dog more easily in Washington, D.C. than you can find a truth teller. But McCabe is trying to build up a legal defense fund uh, for obvious reasons. Because he lied under oath so many times. And so he is now aggressively trying to come out as the Comey of the moment, the uh, the uh, leader of the resistance. Right, because he may be going to jail. Right, and he needs the money for lawyers. And 60 Minutes, is, does 60 Minutes mention at any point in the broadcast that he that he got fired for lying? I mean, it's not even a question. Well, they're not complete hacks. I, I'll bet they mention it. I would hope. I would guess. What's the most popular Valentine's Day candy in Arkansas, Joe? <laughs> oh, in I'm, Arkansas. I'm tempted to make a hurtful joke, but I actually like Arkansas. Yeah. Actually, this... Oh, jeez. <laughs> what were you going to say? I don't know. Something about hogs, probably. Hog Rag, raccoon tails. Right, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, so important stuff and not important stuff. On the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Valentine's Day. The tradition is we give each other those big red hearts filled with the gamble chocolate. Have you ever eaten any chocolate of those big red hearts with any confidence? Mm -hmm. Well, this could either be really good or totally nasty. 
I'm just big enough to find out. <laughs> ah, I got the one filled with toothpaste. <laughs> I'm going to have to eat another nine to get rid of that flavor. <laughs> Gamble chocolates. Is that That's Daniel Tosh? No, that is the fantastic Jim Gaffigan. Oh, really? Sounds uh, like Tosh. It did. Uh, uh, yeah, the candies. Some of them are delicious and some of them are abhorrent. Oh, God. They're just terrible. There's nobody wake anybody like that. So it's Frederick Douglass Day, paying tribute to the great American, uh, throwing in a quote or two here and there. Uh, Look at Joe. He's a, See, you people call it Valentine's Day. For me, it's a great American in his quotes. <laughs> right. Looking down on us. That's what you're doing. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. We have uh, big news about uh, homelessness on the West Coast. Oh, also, man, do I have a story about that. More and more. story from a meeting in a town with police chiefs and mayors and whatnot. Interesting. On the homeless front. Uh, plus, uh, more and more folks on the left are saying to AOC and company, your Green New Deal has made us look like idiots. You're not helping. <sighs> Still don't so, understand the politics of that. But Stay tuned for that. Shake out. Frederick Douglass. If there is no struggle, there is no progress. Those who profess to favor freedom yet depreciate agitation are men who want crops without plowing up the ground. They want rain without thunder and lightning. They want the ocean without the awful roar of its many waters. This struggle may be a moral one. It may be a physical one, or it may be both moral and physical, but it must be a struggle. Power concedes nothing without a demand. It never did, and it never will. Yeah, that last part is uh, is always stuck in my mind. That's a good one. Yeah, it is. Power doesn't ever ever relinquish its power uh, without you forcing it. No. It will spend its entire career trying to convince you it's exercising its power for your own good. That's the, one of the greatest scams ever perpetrated on mankind, but now it will never give up its power. So those conversation hearts are popular candies in many states around the country. Now the the most famous brand of those stopped making them this year. Oh, yeah, the one everybody knows. Yeah, Nacco. Be Mine or right. whatever it said on right. those little hearts. They tasted like chalk. They weren't that good. Be mine or I'm out. Yeah, those conversation hearts were huge. Multi-gazillion dollar industry. And I don't know how you get out of business. Printing things that taste like chalk couldn't cost you very much money. And people were buying billions of dollars worth of them. But you'd think that'd be a a business you could say in. Bad decisions. But for instance, in Maryland, the number one Valentine's Day candy is M&M's. They got the, uh, the Valentine ones, I'll bet. Uh, is that what they mean? I'll Are there Valentine's do. M&M's? Yeah, red and white ones. Oh, okay. That sounds good. A uh, heart-shaped box of chocolates, popular in many states. Certainly. Yeah. Certainly. It's a I, classic. I know what my wife wants. I'll be standing in line for it later because I didn't do it yesterday, even though I think I recommended that to people. Uh, Nirvana's heart-shaped box would be a decent uh, bumper music. Oh, yeah, oh that's def- right. We play our wacky uh, song at the end of this segment. Definitely need romantic music throughout the day. Love. Mostly Nirvana. Exciting and new. Um, ten highest divorce rates by occupation, ten lowest divorce rates by occupation. I wow. always like it when people uh, talk about Valentine's Day as if that is the day you're supposed to go out and find your life mate. Right. It's weird. It's kind of backwards. Completely. Yes. Completely wrong. Having said that, choosing a day to find the love of your life seems weird. But anyway. <laughs> um, I i got to change my plans for Sunday then. The lowest divorce rate, I'll just start at the top. You want to stay married? You marry yourself an actuary. Only 17% of actuaries end up divorced. <laughs> they did the numbers. Follow, exactly. Yeah, exactly, they ran the numbers. Yeah. On that. <sighs> Followed by physical scientists, medical and life scientists. I don't know what these things are. Clergy. Huh? Software sure. developers. Really? Interesting. Okay. 
There's a little bit. I don't. I've never believed this. How many I've, of those were introverted right, careers? All right, of them right. thus far. Yeah, yeah that, there's that, and it's a little geeky. A lot of that. Um, I've never believed this to be true. The idea a man is only as faithful as his, his opportunities. I don't believe that. Mm-mm. But you look at these. It's the, a factor. But you look at this. Actuaries, scientists, you know, science geeks, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Optometrists, chemical engineers, stay married forever. Who doesn't stay married forever? The highest divorce rates, bartenders, flight attendants, people who are out and about in the world, mm. mixing it up with a lot of people, usually attractive mm. in those in those lines of work. Lines of work where you're always super friendly. Yeah, yeah. You're That's attractive, a... and your and your your job is to be extra flirty, kind of flirty and nice right. to people. Right. Uh, gaming managers has the highest divorce rate, whatever that is. I guess you run the tables at the... Sure, that sort of thing. The gambling halls. So don't marry the woman... Gaming. What a stupid name. That is dealing the blackjack at the uh, casino. She has a 52.9% divorce rate. You're kidding. Flight attendant's pretty Some high. Some high roller comes in, starts, uh, you know, dropping $1,000 stacks as tips, and all of a sudden, maybe a little life upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> Spend a few years checking the state laws. Yes, takes half and exit stage left. Um, uh, telemarketers also high on the list of people who get. That's weird. They're probably because you get tired of the glamour of being married to a telemarketer. It's hard to live in the shadow. God, I got right, caught. exactly. I get a gazillion calls like everybody does now. Your robo- taxes are overdue. You will be arrested. <laughs> the robo calls. I got one the other day. I don't remember what they're pitching. But I thought, how many calls did you make today? And did any of them bite? What a soul suck that must be doing that. Well, although now it's mostly computers. So you can make 50 million of them. It costs uh-huh. roughly the same as making one. I talked to a human being yesterday. What were they trying to... You don't remember what they were trying to get you to do? <sighs> it was the usual. Yeah. yeah. Some sort of something or other. Often they're trying to get you to give to some charity that they're going to keep 80% of. Never donate to a charity over the phone. Never, ever, ever. No. But, yeah, we... Uh, we have a lot of interns that work on our farm, and a number of them have done telemarketing and talked about just how draining it is to do the telemarketing thing. I did that. Yeah. With, with like, but were you doing the sort of thing that you got zero results all day long? No. Or no. There's nothing in the world that I don't know how to find on my own, so you don't need to call me. Right. This was back, you know, this was back in the day. I think I was 19 years old. Um, but it was, uh, it was, it had to do with the magazine subscriptions and people who'd let them lapse trying to get them to sign up again. Um, but See, that's got a possible, that could possibly work. I wasn't ashamed of it. I, lo- I loved reading magazines myself. So it wasn't like I was, you know, trying to defraud oldsters out of their pensions. Um, but I, I, I had a batting average like a, a light hitting uh, Major League Baseball a second baseman. I hit about two twenty. So two. But there were incentives. There, there were bonuses. You know, if you were successful, you got a few bucks. And you know, as a as a youngster, a college kid, a few bucks meant everything. Yeah. Please. Didn't you also sell seeds door to door? Well, I was supposed to, but then I hated it, and so hid the seeds and, and never turned in the money till they sent nasty letters. <laughs> of course, I was like eleven oh, years gee. old at the time. That's terrible. Well, yeah. Yeah, I thought this is wow. a great scheme because I've been a little, you know, worker and entrepreneur since I was a kid, and I thought this sounds like a great idea. But then I quickly discovered I loathed it, going door to door trying to sell people oh. seeds they didn't really want. First, no, when I'm out. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> and and so I didn't know what to do. I had like ten dollars worth of seeds. I'm a little kid. 
and I'm not selling them, so I just like hoped everybody would forget. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> they wanted their ten dollars back. Did your parents become aware of this? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and my recollection was that my parents settled the bill, and I was uh, I I worked it off. Yeah, were they they were somewhat unhappy with your? Uh... Well, they made well, the point that it? that was not the way to do it. Right. Yeah, that that was pathetic. <laughs> I, I, they probably didn't use that word, but... <laughs> oh, God. Well, you're 11. Right. There's plenty of 25-year-olds doing the same thing. Well, and actually, it was it was a blessing in disguise because they got to practice the speech that they then used when I was 13, 15, 17. <laughs> you know. What were you thinking? Um, about the usual. <laughs> About girls and where I could get some beer. And That's on, not what I said to my parents. And combining that story with Valentine's Day, um, the FTC is warning the lonely to not get scammed seeking love online this oh, Valentine's yeah. Day. That's so common. Comes uh, via the agency's latest revelation, which cites more than 21,000 reports of people getting swindled by Internet paramours. Um, their wallets got crushed along with their hearts. To the tune of $143 million, which was more than any other type of consumer fraud that the FTC uh, identified last year. The love swindle is the number one most common swindle. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And here, you know, in case you're not hip to it, they're a dream come true. You go back and forth for a while. Then a weird circumstance has arisen, and they just need a little something from you. Or uh, uh, airfare. Airfare is a very common thing. Hey, you know, just... Get this ticket, or, or I need the money for this, so Venmo me the thing, and I can buy the ticket. It'll be great to finally see you. Right. Yeah. Or it can be, uh, I lost my smartphone, and it's critical. I blah, blah, blah. Can you just send me a, a, an $80 smartphone? Blah, right. Blah, and, God, and, the airfare one would be, I can see how you'd fall for that. You wouldn't right. really want to steal. Right. That's got the combination of they need money, and you you get really get a benefit from right. it. You're coming to see me. Right. The big settlement is in a few weeks, and I'll have lots of money, but... Right now I'm stuck, so yeah. This just once that happens, run, 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 run. Fly out and see you and take you out to dinner and oh, that's rough. Oh boy. You're a bad person if you do that. A really, really bad person. Right, compared to a little kid who forgets he's supposed to sell the seeds. I mean that's nothing compared to those people. (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.